Welcome back to our living room and to the Life of Garrity podcast. This is the first ever solo episode and I'm giving you a life update. just spent 40 freaking minutes trying to figure out how to record. This is my first time ever doing a solo episode. So Ryan always sets all of this stuff up and I just couldn't get, I had the mic set up, but I couldn't get the recording audio to show up. Not great, my friends. So that's the wellness update is, uh, I'm on the struggle bus these days. I'm hoping that This will be a fun episode. I'm going to talk about all sorts of crazy stuff that's been going on. I'm going to talk about therapy, setting boundaries, and, uh, you know, just the general struggle that is 2020, why I haven't recorded anything in a while, why Ryan's not here, and yeah, let's dig in. I started doing the editing when Ryan started business school. And I'm hoping to like streamline this conversation so that I don't have to edit out all of my long, awkward pauses and my ums and all of that. So let's hope I can streamline this. First of all, Ryan is not here today because he is booked and busy, you guys. He is so busy with business school and I made the executive decision to just do some solo episodes and this will be coming out. Well, I'm not going to make any promises because lately I uh, go at my own pace, you know, and who knows if I'm in the mood to edit or not. Editing is a huge pain in the ass, huge pain. So I may edit this and publish it today or I may not. So I'm not even going to tell you when it's coming out, but I'm thinking the rest of the episodes for 2020 will likely be solo episodes and I have some really fun stuff on on the uh the agenda for us but today's just the catch-up episode so much has been going on I well first of all right now I really feel like a talk show host this is so weird just talking to myself I have so much respect for people who just do solo episodes like that is their their whole thing it's pretty awkward, but hopefully this doesn't turn out to be a huge flop. So, and if it does, that's fine too. So what are we talking about today? Ryan's busy. He's in Lake Placid today and he will be, uh, he'll be up there all weekend. One of his, uh, colleagues, studio mates. Nah, that's not, that's not what you call it. Classmates. One of his classmates in business school just opened up a hotel, a brand new hotel in Lake Placid. And he invited, you know, everyone from their cohort to go up there and check it out and do class from the from that lodge this weekend. So I was originally planning to go up there with Ryan, but honestly, I am on a struggle bus and we're going to talk about that today. And it just didn't make sense for me. Like, physically to to go up there and you know I really need some downtime I know the last episode we recorded we talked about going up to Rhode Island which was fun and 
it was really hard on me. It was really hard on my body. And I, uh, yeah, just had, there, there was a lot of, it's like that whole episode we had a while back called busy is not benign. So when I have a big trip or a big situation, or even if it's a day where like I need to go to the store and I need to run a couple of errands, being someone with chronic disease, that is big. It's a big trip. And if I'm not like I need to then equalize that out on the other end with an equal amount of rest. So for me to go up to Lake Placid this weekend just didn't make sense. And I'm so bummed. He sent me a video of the hotel room and it's so dang cute. I wish I was up there like drinking hot chocolate right now. But the other thing too is the truth, truth. And and if you have chronic disease or if you have like a food allergy or whatever, then you'll get this. Traveling isn't easy. It takes so much effort. And that was one of the things, you know, going up to Rhode Island, I had to do an endless amount of research trying to find restaurants that would be, uh, you know, appropriate for me and safe to eat at. And it's just like, it's exhausting, honestly. And the only way to make a trip feel like it's going to fill up my cup is if I do all of that planning ahead of time. So I'm like, oh, Saturday morning, we're getting brunch at this super cute spot. They have a GF menu and they have organic fair trade coffee. Boom, let's go. Oh, and they have coconut milk creamer. Let's go. You know, like I have to literally plan all of those things out so that I can support myself. And when we left to go to Rhode Island, honestly, I've been working so much and we'll talk about that too. But I just didn't have the bandwidth to like do the proper preparation. All that being said, Ryan is in Lake Placid. It's beautiful. I wish I was there, but instead I'm here hanging out in my pajamas and recording a solo episode and I am doing some home improvement stuff. We are kind of rearranging our office ever since Ryan's been at home. We've been trying to kind of, you know, we're all about like, Everything is subject to change and pivoting and testing what works and then pivoting and, and saying, okay, no, we don't like that layout. Let's try this. So we're in that phase right now and we just ordered some really cute floating shelves from a uh, some kind of, like a small business in Pennsylvania on Etsy. We found them on Etsy and they're super cute and now it's time to style those shelves and we also got rid of like this old shelving unit that we had had and really going through all that stuff it's amazing like we did a whole episode about minimalism and we're not like perfect at that by any means but we definitely like do not like clutter whatsoever and it's amazing how like even so Things just stack up. I don't know how that happens. But right now, because Ryan's not home this weekend, I have literally piles of, I want to say shit, but I don't want to have to cut this out later. I have piles of stuff everywhere that I'm trying to like reorganize and get really real about, okay, of these things, what are you going to use? What needs to be tossed? What can be donated? And you know, just kind of really cleaning out. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm super excited about it. I have been working a lot. And here's the thing is that it's not just, I'm, I'm also in therapy. I've been in therapy off and on for 
over a year now, and it was the best decision I ever made. Ryan and I plan to do an episode about that together later on, about both of our journeys in therapy and uh, what that was like and, and how that has impacted our lives. But I'll give you the cliff notes. So a couple years ago, my friend had stumbled across this website of a woman who specialized in chronic disease and specialized in IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease, and which is underneath that umbrella is Crohn's and colitis, and I have colitis. So she specializes in that and used to be the on-staff therapist at Mount Sinai IBD Center. And I just like fell out of my chair when she sent me this, and I was like, this it's meant to be. So, and at that time, I had started to have, I was having a lot of anxiety, like panic attacks for the first time in my life. And I didn't know what it was. I'd, I'd never, I, I, I just, I didn't have any experience. And I, I didn't realize like what was, what was happening was actually very normal for people with IBD and like how all that's connected, which I'm going to do a whole solo series on biohacking and we're going to get super nerdy and kind of talk about how everything is super duper connected. But cliff notes, I started seeing this woman and it was absolutely life-changing for me. And then uh, after COVID, I was feeling really good and uh, we decided to pause for a while. And then a few months later, I was like, rut row, need to come back. And her schedule was super full already and, and she had a wait list. So she had uh, she recommended me to another one of the therapists that's within her practice who also specializes in chronic disease. So I'm back in. It's been a few months. It's made a huge difference once again. And where the hell was I going with that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I got way off track. But there's a lot like it's not just that I'm working a lot. It's that I have a heightened sense of responsibility that makes it it would make any job because like a lot of people are like oh my gosh quit your job and it's like no no no, I'm totally not doing that because this has nothing to do with my job this has to this is internal work that needs to be done to learn where to set boundaries which we're going to talk all about that today that's going to be super fun so anyway I guess I'm just kind of giving you the cliff notes I just I know this is going to go off the rails okay real quick social media update I have not been on social media. I kind of just, here's the thing. When you leave, when when you do like an Instagram fast and just leave the platform, delete it from your phone, et cetera, it really truly does just drift away from your life. So it's really just not something that I am pulled to do in any way. Now, that's a bummer because I really want to promote this podcast. I think we're talking about some really good shit here and and I want like I, I want to engage more in that way but I just haven't found the space in my life for it so hopefully you know I'm recording this at the end of November hopefully I'll I'll find kind of that balance for me of what works and what feels good and as far as right now like man none of it feels good so I just I just don't open the app you know and I just trust that I'm not missing a ton of stuff as far as like content consumption I listen to a ton of podcasts and I have just started listening to audiobooks and I read books and I read newsletters. So that's where I get all of my news. But, you know, 
who knows, maybe in the new year I will launch back into uh, engaging on there. I don't know. Also, the other thing too is we haven't recorded in a while and we've missed a few episodes here and there. And that's always like a, a thing for me of trying to find the balance between like staying consistent. I'm a very consistent individual and like I like to be you know, like before COVID, well, honestly, before chronic disease, like really took over my life. I was someone who I did yoga, hot yoga, six days a week, no matter what, no questions asked. I did CrossFit three days a week, no matter what. And I'm like, I can be very rigid with those kinds of things. But then at the same time, there's so much freedom when I can let go and pivot and like allow things to change. And where was I going with that? Oh, so with recording, when we started the podcast, I was like, absolutely not. We will be super consistent. This And like I had put together this whole like content calendar and it was great. And uh, we never missed a week until my dad got sick and he had a seizure and was in the hospital. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready to talk about that on here, but that was the first week where I was like, Oh, rut row. And Ryan and I dropped everything, got on an airplane, flew out to Colorado. And that was the end of July, I think. No, end of August. End of August? Anyway, that was the first week that we had ever missed an episode. And it was this like beautiful release for me of saying like, you know, everything is subject to change. And this is where we get to practice what we preach, pivot and say, guess what? No episodes coming out this week. And right around that time is when I started doing the uh, – Ryan had just started school. So I had started doing the editing and I just was like, well, I need to be here and be present for my family. So I'm not going to be editing that episode. And anyway, then there have been several other since then – there have been several other weeks where it was like, well, shit's crazy, so I'm just not doing this. And I, you know, I, we're just not going to post anything this week. And then we even recorded another episode that was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago about our fall favorites. It was uh, Ryan's idea for that topic. And it was a fun episode, but it just didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was bringing any value. So I ended up just nixing it and, 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 just saying I'm not going to edit that one and and post it. So all that being said, I have this feeling lately of content overload. And what's interesting is I'm not even on social media. I can't imagine how you guys feel being on social media. Like if I feel content overload and I'm not even on Instagram, like, whoa, getting on Instagram would take me over the freaking edge. But I definitely feel like I've had to simplify my life lately. And and I'm like, if I'm feeling like I'm being overloaded with content, I don't want to overload you guys with content. You know what I mean? So, so I've been kind of like grappling with finding that balance of like feeling passionate enough about anything to get on here and record. Anyway, I'm just rambling, honestly. But okay, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about work. Oh, you know what I really want to talk about this. So I was planning to do like a whole episode about this, and then just never got my shenanigans together. So maybe I will at some point. But let me know if you think if you think this topic is interesting. But 
a year and a half ago, so summer of 2019, I read the book Do Less by Kate Northrup. Now, I'm going to bring it full circle, and my mom is going to listen to this. Hi, mom. And this is hilarious. So I always tell people, like, my mom's kind of a hippie, and, and a lot of, like, my hippie roots come from her, and which is great. And in the beginning of this book, so when I, when I picked up this book, I had heard great things about it, so I was, like, super jazzed about – about reading it. And when I heard the name Kate Northrup, I was like, man, why does that sound familiar? And then in the beginning, I think in the intro, she talks about her mom and her experience with her mom and how her mom was like kind of a hippie and was all about like the woo-woo behind how like everything is connected and, and uh, you know, getting into the like the root of our feminine energy and all of that. And I thought, that sounds awfully familiar. So then I do some Googling. So, oh, and then she she men- mentions her mom's name, Christine Northrup. And I was like, boom, there it is. My mom had read a handful of books from Christine Northrup years ago. Like I, I was probably a teenager at that point. And I remember like her talking about some of these things. And then especially I remember when I was in college, mom got, um, you know, she was reading a lot of like Deepak Chopra and things like that. And, and it was really cool. Like I love having those kind of like deep spiritual conversations with her. And, uh, anyway, so it was so funny to read that part and hearing her talk. So in the introduction, she then talks about how she got older and she was like, well, shit, my mom was right. And that is 100% factual. Like everything, mom is always right. So anyway, I want to read you this excerpt from that book, Do Less by Kate Northrup, because this really sums it up. And before I talk about this whole idea of like setting boundaries and what I've been working through in therapy and um, how that looks in real life, the fact is it's not the job. Like this, what, what I'm experiencing right now would be true no matter where I'm at, no matter if I'm working or not, no matter like this is just who I am and I have to work through this internally. Okay. So now I'll read this, this excerpt. It's from the introduction in case you have the book. We boldly opt out of the system to create one that works for us. And then we work ourselves to the bone following the model that we wanted to escape in the first place. The answer is not someone else passing a policy that allows us to work the way we want to. The answer is supporting it within ourselves in our daily work lives and in our homes. Because the only way to create a new system is to be it. That to me, I have that highlighted in the book and I read this, like I send people this you know, a picture of it all the time, whenever this comes up with like my girlfriends or, you know, whoever, I, I go back to this, this part of the book because it's, it really summarizes that like, this is an inside job and that it's never, the thing is never about the thing. It's about that I'm experiencing life through the lens of my human condition, right? So if I'm, doing the inside work, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the job is. It doesn't matter what the project is. It doesn't matter what the challenging uh, relationship is. 
it's, it's all an inside job. So anyway, she goes, if you don't know anything about this book, she goes through, I recommend it to everybody. Now, full disclosure, this is mostly focused on working mamas. I'm not a working mama. And it also is focused on entrepreneurs. I also am not an entrepreneur. I guess unless you consider this podcast a business. But the truth is, you know, I am an architect. I work for a company. And, uh, you know, in that aspect, I'm not an entrepreneur and I'm not a mama. But I, one of my strong suits is being able to relate to things and, and kind of see through those things that maybe don't apply to really find what does apply. Anyway, throughout the rest of the book, she talks about syncing your energy output to your menstrual cycle. Or if you're not someone who is um, on a cycle right now, then uh, syncing that to the moon cycles, which was so, so fascinating. And I really love the way she describes all of it. And it's it's so true. So I had been, I will talk about this in the biohacking episode, but I have learned about cycle syncing a long time ago because in 2010, I got off of birth control, which is a whole long story. Um, but I started you know, kind of paying attention to things back then. But that was, I mean, that was a long time ago. Like people, I wasn't listening to podcasts. Maybe podcasts were a thing. I wasn't listening to them. I barely knew what a blog was. And I really didn't understand like why I feel different and why I approach life differently based on where I'm at in my cycle. So it wasn't until a few years ago we had started trying to get pregnant. And I had, prior to that, I had really like kind of started to dive into my cycle and and the different things. Also, just like a super random note, I don't know if maybe I should save this for the biohacking episode, but I remember hearing this. So when I lived in Aspen, I rented a room from a woman who, I mean, I don't know if hippie is the right word, but uh, she was on another level. And she told me, and I always loved like having these, you know, deep conversations with her She told me one time, like one time I was having just a total meltdown and real talk, but the first half of my twenties, your girl was a mess. Okay. So I remember just having this total meltdown and she was like, where are you at in your cycle? And so I was like, oh, I just, you know, I just started my, my bleed cycle and bleed phase. And she was like, all right, here's what happens. And this was the first person I'd ever really heard say this. And it stuck with me. Her name is Pam. She said, that at that point in our cycle, we are grieving the loss of everything from our last cycle that we wanted to change in our life. We are grieving the fact that we did not make those changes. So I'll, I'll reword that. And it, I mean, I'm, I'm not wording it properly, but she said when, you know, we go throughout like in the, uh, follicular phase and the ovulation phase we're like jazzed about life we're ready we're feeling this is like a new beginning we're ready to rock and roll we're gonna we're gonna change the freaking world right and then it gets a so so then the the last part of my phase the luteal phase I'm like deep into the details I'm focused I'm like okay those things I was gonna do to change the world now I'm in it I'm doing them I'm you know getting my hands dirty and then 
I have towards the end of my luteal phase, I start to like really feel down in the dumps. And then I start my uh, bleed phase or menstrual phase. I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews about that. That's not the proper, proper terminology, but whatever. So uh, we'll call it the first phase of my cycle. I, I start that. And all of a sudden I start having all of these like existential crisis feelings. And the way Pam described it was that that's because how you said you were going to change the life and like what you were pulled to do during your follicular and your ovulation ovulation in the last month, whatever you didn't take action on, you're now grieving that. How powerful is that? Right? I had no idea I was going to talk about that on this episode, but we're going with it. So anyway, I love, I love like talking about those like the spiritual aspect of so many of these things because I think it's really powerful and you may hear that story and think, whoa, good for you, not for me. And that's fine too, right? So anyway, I love. so in this book, she deep dives into, you know, what is like biologically happening in our bodies and how that affects how we feel, who we want to be around, how we want to use our energy, I know for me in follicular and ovulation, I'm like ready to rock and roll. I want to hang out with all the people. I want to communicate. I want to like, you know, get into it. I want to record a podcast, which is right now, I think I'm, I'm day 17 of, of my cycle right now. So I'm like, let's freaking record. Whereas last weekend, no, let's go back two weeks, two weekends ago. Let me paint the scene of what was going on. Ryan had class. He was in... Uh, he went out to Roosevelt Island, which is where the business school, uh, the EMBA program is located for Cornell. So he was gone all day and I was home alone. I watched seven rom-coms in a row. I ordered Uber Eats for every single meal. I had 400 cups of coffee and Ryan, I basically cried all day. Ryan came home and was like, wow, let's, you know, let's see what's going on. And he's so great. I mean, he's the best at kind of just like wrapping me up in a blanket and uh, bringing me some chocolate and, you know, kind of just talking through whatever's going on. He, He holds a lot of space. So anyway, like that's the difference, right? And two weeks ago, I needed to, if I were to, stick with that super rigid plan and not ever miss a week of launching an episode, I needed to record. But I knew there's no freaking way. There's no way I'm going to record when I'm in that state. Like, you guys, I hit an all-time low. Like, it was an all-time low. And coming out of that now, day 17 of my cycle, I'm ready to rock and freaking roll and talk to the strangers on the internet, right? So anyway, so she talks about why you might be feeling a certain way during different parts of your cycle. And then she gives you, I think she calls them experiments, like 14 different experiments to try throughout your cycle just to try to like get in touch and see what works for you. And whatever doesn't work for you, toss out the window. And one of the big things I took from that too was she has you remove notifications from your phone. And I did that and never looked back. Now, this is going to lead into the next conversation about work. So I removed notifications on everything on my phone except for if somebody calls me or texts me. Those are the only two notifications I get on my phone. Now, 
what that also means. Now let's go let's go back to this uh this saying that she has and let's see let me point out how I broke that. The answer is not someone else passing a policy. So let's pretend that me turning off notifications on my phone was passing was that was me passing a policy, right? The answer is not someone else passing a policy that allows us to work the way we want to. The answer is supporting it within ourselves. Okay, so let me tell you how I have fallen back on that and not supported that within myself is that now I'm checking my email. I'm checking my chats. I'm checking Voxer, right? I'm checking all of these things on my phone that do not need to be checked, right? So I had a conversation with my therapist about that on Thursday about just how, you know, we can, like that's an inside job for me is setting that boundary with myself to say, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm about to leave the house or, or this was a real life example. I had taken an afternoon off and all of this work drama had happened and I made the mistake of checking my email right before I left. And had I not done that, I would have not seen any of this drama and I would have experienced the self-care that I was about to uh, launch into. I would have experienced that in a more wholesome and honest way. But instead, I broke that promise to myself. I did not support myself. And I was like, let me check the email, make sure nobody needs me. And somebody did need me and in a very misogynistic and inappropriate way maybe that's a little harsh whatever I don't care I'm leaving it in so somebody had had asked me to do something that you know what is outside my scope of work hence the name of this episode so we'll dive into that a little bit more but that's just like one tangible example of how it's not about if I'm going to turn off my notifications on my phone I also need to follow that up with supporting that within myself, right? And supporting that, it says, in our daily work lives and in our homes. So if I'm sitting down to have a delicious dinner with Ryan, maybe don't check your email because you're gonna get sucked into whatever thing, like there's always a fire and someone always needs something, right? But it's not their fault that they reached out to ask me something, it's, my it's it's on me because I broke that boundary and checked my email so anyway I know I'm kind of droning on about that but but that is really kind of where I've been at lately so I'm in this super weird raw space of wait let me see how long I've been talking oh my gosh we gotta wrap this up okay so I'm in this really weird raw space of I'm doing all this deep work in therapy and I'm learning how to set these boundaries and it's freaking messy you guys like I'm stumbling around through it and I'm setting boundaries you know okay so a lot of what I do I have to I'm an architect I have to I'm coordinating on it on you know I manage projects so what that means is that not only am I designing a, a project a home a building a hotel whatever for a client I'm also the middleman between the client and the contractor, the surveyor, the geotech engineer, the waterproofing consultant, the MEP engineer, the structural engineer, the acoustics consultant, the freaking structural engineer, like 
literally the building department, the land use attorney, the water rights resource engineer. Like, it's just, you guys, it's never ending. So I'm the middleman between all of these people, right? And so much of my job is like, emailing reaching out hey can you get me the thing hey can you get me the thing hey uh can you get this thing because this other consultant needs to know you know like it's a lot of just freaking dealing with people right so anyway I'm I you know I'm I'm in this space too where understanding the value that I bring and understanding my worth and that I'm not your secretary and I am a woman in a man's field So I have to really check myself before I wreck myself because I've been known in the past, like I would say most of my past clients, consultants, contractors, et cetera, would say, hell yeah, Lori was great to work with. She's on it. She, you know, nothing slips by her and, you know, you can trust her to, to get the job done and produce a great product. Like I would like to say that that is probably what most past relationships would say. Now, that also included a hell of a lot of people pleasing. So I'm in this weird space where I'm trying to find appropriate and professional ways to stand my ground and to be, you know, pleasant to work with, but also take no shit, right? So it's this, it's this really thing. And I would say, you know, we work with some incredible, Incredible people. Our our clients, 9.5 times out of 10, are just absolutely amazing people and are kind and generous and value what we do. And like we're really, really blessed. I cannot complain. I mean, the the type of work that we get to do is just unbelievable. So no complaints on that front. But every once in a while, you have some struggles, right? Every once in a while you have some tough relationships that you have to navigate so anyway I'm in this weird place I'm setting boundaries left and right and so far they've been really well received and I you know that feels great right and and then there's also the inside work of when I set a boundary then you know my therapist is like okay now how do you feel how did that feel to set that boundary because are you still feeling guilty that you set it or not so I'm in like this super raw messy weird place and, you know, I I don't know how much – I'm going to keep everything I'm going to talk about like super general and, and anonymous because I value that. I, I never want to like uh, call someone out publicly. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. So I will keep everything, you know, very – as vague as possible. But I, I think that these kinds of situations can be very valuable for other people to kind of be like, oh, hell yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I want to also say that we just found out that we, my company, we won Outside Magazine's Best Place to Work for the fifth year in a row. Now, I've been reflecting a ton on that because when I tell people like, oh, work is crazy, they immediately will blame the company. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Companies not to blame in this case, you know? And, uh, you know, what makes us Outside Magazine's best place to work? Well, a few things. Number one, we're clear, we're direct, and we're honest. 
and we don't work with people who aren't. So we're a young firm. We've only been around for 14 years and I've been with them for 10 years. And that has been, you know, kind of a, a, a messy uh, situation for us, you know, over the years of like trying to learn how to like when to say no, when to remove ourselves from projects uh, that don't support our team, right? And and the partners are really like they're super in touch with, you know, they they give us a lot of uh, they trust us to listen to our intuition and to do what's best for ourselves, do what's best for the team, and do what's best for our our company. And, uh, you know, to make those decisions, if we have to set a boundary, then, then we do. And, and they give us a lot of, a lot of trust to do that. So anywho, I had, I've had a couple of situations recently where I've had to set boundaries. And then this one that happened two days ago was unreal. And it was a situation where I'm like really trying to not do the whole people pleasing. I'm not saying sorry. That is one thing I'm not doing. And I am instead finding other creative and professional ways to say that, such as, I'm sad to disappoint you, right? I'm not sorry. There's, there, I'm, I'm not sorry that I can't change this meeting from a go-to meeting link to a Zoom link. I'm not sorry that I can't do that, but I am sad to disappoint you, right? So kind of just making those shifts. And, and it's interesting too, because then when you're not saying sorry, you pick up you're super sensitive to hearing it when other people are saying it. And I'm like, don't say that. You're not sorry. This person's being an asshole. Don't apologize for them being an asshole. You know, so it's it's really, it's it's been really interesting to just kind of observe, see what's going on. Anyway, so I had a situation yesterday where um, I was gaslit. And, and I, I, and, and because of where I'm at in my life, Time's getting up, bro. Time is up. So if you're if you're being manipulative, I'm gonna call it out. I just am. So I don't know. And I'm not sorry about it, but but that is unprofessional and inappropriate. And that behavior is not going to happen on my project. If you if that is how you behave, then you're gonna have to find another architect because we're not doing it. The client doesn't deserve that. My team doesn't deserve that. Nobody, I don't deserve that, right? So it was this really interesting situation. And, uh, you know, I think in the moment, it can it can be hard for me to do. And I think I handled this person very well on on Thursday. I was I was in this meeting and, and I, I think I handled the situation just, you know, very well. There was a lot of like misogyny and, and just really inappropriate behavior. And afterwards, I, I met with my team. My team was on the call. We had a, a chat about it and they were blown, like they were shocked at, you know, this person's behavior. And I was like, yeah, gosh, this is, dang, this is unfortunate. But then the next day, the next morning, I was planning to take yesterday off, Friday. Uh, I've been, you know, I have a ton of PTO that's going to expire at the end of the year. And I just, you know, it's been 2020. We had a bunch of trips that we were supposed to take that we didn't take. So anyway, I have all this PTO and I had carefully crafted out how I was going to use it throughout the end of the year, but also be able to meet the uh, very demanding timelines of this particular project. So I was planning to take Friday off. Well, I wake up that morning and I decide to check my email and I wake up to 10 separate email strings from this individual. And 
and part of it was, was involved some gaslighting. And I, I think I'm, I'm going to be vague enough here. So, um, the, all of the emails were, were about essentially three separate topics. So I carefully crafted three separate email responses, one per each topic because I'm organized. I'm a very organized individual, which is an asset of mine. So in, in one of them, uh, I explained, uh, that this person sent a spec for a product and, and said that this is what, this is what he would prefer. And, uh, I responded and said, this is the exact product that I showed in the meeting yesterday that you said you did not like. I trust that you were just having a tough day. And then I went on to explain the different scenarios. I showed some examples of some recent installs that I'd done, et cetera, et cetera, right? To get the client sign off because the client is copied on all of this, right? And, uh, so anyway, I, um, I mean, that is gaslighting. So, so uh, this person responds and is like, ha, every day is a good day. And uh, tried to like walk the dog back on, on uh, saying that, that he had misunderstood, et cetera, et cetera. Either way, that is gaslighting, which is psychological manipulation. And it will not happen on my part. That is inappropriate behavior. And if you are trying to psychologically manipulate me, I will no longer be working on this project. So anyway, I have another tough meeting uh, with this individual next Tuesday and, you know, I'm going to have to like really gear up and, and get, get my, um, put on some thick skin, you know, get my freaking armor, which sucks. I hate having to do that. Right. But I'm in this weird place where I'm like, you will not gaslight me. And if you do, I will call you out for it because that is inappropriate. And I also, I feel like I owe that. Like I am sitting in a place, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research and learning about, um, learning about anti-racism and, and what I can do and what actions I can take in my life. And, and part of what I'm learning about, um, about this is that if I'm sitting in a place of privilege, it's. 100% on me to stand up for what's right and to lead by example and stand up for others, right? And like hold the door open uh, in a, what's the word? Like not like physically hold the door open, but you know what I mean in a metaphorical sense. And in that case, in, in that situation, you know, my team is involved in this and I owe it to them to show with my actions that I'm going to stand up for them and that not only am I not going to allow this person to treat me this way, but I'm not going to allow them to treat my team that way. And that's really important. And after getting off, you know, when I was kind of having a little catch up with my team after, after the call on Thursday, I was thinking about it and how like no one going back to this outside magazine's best place to work five years running, no one in our firm would ever speak to someone else that way. And have we had difficult, you know, uh, team members in the past? We sure have. And guess what? They don't work there anymore. So that is just like an ongoing thing where I'm like, no, I, there's a reason why we're outside magazine's best place to work. And I'm not going to allow this other individual, we'll call them a consultant to, treat me poorly, treat my team poorly, hell no. So I, I, you know, I stood up for, I, I sent three very, very nice emails. And in one of them, uh, 
I explained that he has the option. He has the option to select a different architect who is well suited to handle his unique communication style. I feel like that was a very appropriate and professional way to say, hey, I'm not going to say, hey, maybe you should hire somebody who's better equipped because I am fully equipped, right? I'm not going to undermine my abilities, but I will say that maybe there's somebody who is well suited to handle your communication style. Anyway, so I feel good about that. Um, that did not receive a response and and I can see why. But um, either way, I stood up for my team. I stood up for my firm. I stood up for my the value I'm bringing to, to the table and uh, that I just, I, I, I won't be manipulated, especially not in front of a client. I mean, gosh, he's the most important person in this room on this call and you are wasting that person's time. So anyway, it was just, it was a big week. A lot of things happening. And uh, last, the week before, oh my word, I had a whole slew of these kind of situations, but like different, you know, like it's, and that's the whole thing about this as an inside job. These kinds of situations are going to continue to happen. It doesn't matter what it is. Anyway, so that's an update of where we're at. I'm at a weird place. Ryan's super busy. Uh, we're trying to just support ourselves the best we can moving forward, moving into the holidays. I'm probably going to do an episode about holiday gift giving. Gift giving is one of my favorite things ever. And I'll tell you in that episode all about this crazy business idea that I have. And uh, I'd love your feedback on it. So anyway, moral of the story, learn what is outside your scope of work, what is yours to own, what isn't, and then stand up for that. If being psychologically manipulated is outside your scope of work, then stand tall in that, you know? Don't let yourself get bullied. Anyway, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll, we'll be coming in hot tomorrow. Not tomorrow, nope, that was a lie. We'll be coming in hot next week talking about the dangers of biohacking. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review. And if you screenshot it and email it to us with your mailing address, we will send you a fun gift from one of our favorite companies for Sigmatic. All of this information is in the show notes. See you next week.